Hi, I'm Matt Fowler, the senior pastor of Kearney First United Methodist Church. And during the season of Lent, we are trying something new, uh, a conversational podcast that seeks to create a space, a space for transition, a space for moving from one thing to the next in our days, a space in which we can linger in the season of Lent. Now, I know that when I've gone home uh, to visit, uh, I always have a hard time leaving. And when I have a hard time leaving, uh, I will try and make sure to say goodbye to everyone, sometimes multiple times. And I will uh, go through the house time and time again, trying to make sure that I have not, and my kids have not left anything of importance or, or anything. Sometimes I even start laundry from the bedding uh, from the family member where we stayed, just because I think I want to stay longer. Uh, and we have this sense of lingering that is like that, a, a reluctance to leave something. And there is a certain sort of negative connotation to that reluctance, but I think there is also something of the word linger that means uh, a lengthening or a prolonging. Uh, and sometimes we might long to make something good last. And so this season of Lent can be that sort of lingering, seeking to linger in the presence of God or linger in the spaces where we are and discover that God is there. That's why we've been, in our Sunday sermons, focusing on the practices of prayer and how we might linger with God in word and in silence. Now, it's interesting to me that as I have been reading uh, somewhat widely about prayer in preparation for this series, that one of the metaphors is to be at home with God. Richard Foster is a Quaker who writes uh, instructively on prayer in a number of books, but his book called Prayer includes the subtitle, Finding the Heart's True Home. And I think this is a fascinating way to think about prayer, and then we hear Jesus in the Gospel of John, uh, I believe in John 15, saying, Abide in me, and I will abide in you. And this Greek word, according to John Mark Comer, uh, means something like, Make my home in you, and you will find your home in me. Sometimes we've complicated this concept of prayer as we need to say all the right words or be especially eloquent or that we have to be greatly disciplined in order to do it. But if prayer is something about finding that God has made God's home in us and that we can find our truest home in God, then that metaphor is like going home at the end of our days. Or that metaphor is about going home to visit family and finding that place of comfort, a place where, sure, there are things to do, but a place of 
peace and rest, a place that is comfortable and perhaps a place that has people or things in it that make us to know that we are loved as we are. We don't have to have all the right words when we come home. We just arrive. As we go to that arriving, we turn toward it. Uh, and that turning toward home might be this act of prayer. There's this other sense that each Sunday we're giving people some ideas or practices through which we can turn toward home in prayer. And this last week, we talked about memorizing Scripture or memorizing a prayer or praying through Scripture. But uh, I think this is a really interesting kind of idea, in part because memorizing has both positive and negative connotations. Uh, in her book, Breath Prayers, Christine Valters Paintner writes about learning by heart. If we memorize something, we talk about learning by heart. But most of the time that I've intentionally tried to memorize something, whether it's a script for a sermon or a particular prayer or uh, lines for a play or a musical or a song, there doesn't feel like a lot of heart in it for me. There are methods I, I will do. Uh, but this sense of learning by heart says, how can I create such a simple practice of prayer that it engages not foremost my mind, but my heart? And I think that's where the idea on Sunday of memorizing some scripture it's not the act of memorizing that's useful. It's the fruit of having memorized that it becomes part of us, becomes part of the language with which we describe and know and speak to God. And that's why I mentioned the, the Shema prayer of Deuteronomy 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is your God, the Lord alone. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. When I've come to a point in which that becomes language that I know and don't have to think readily about, it becomes language through which I, I know with my heart who God is and who God creates us to be. And so that becomes our process of turning toward home in this act of prayer. The other thing which is probably a closing remark about prayer, is from Mary Oliver. Mary Oliver is a poet. Uh, one of her books is called Thirst, and in it is one poem called Prayer. Praying. It doesn't have to be the blue iris. It could be weeds in a vacant lot or a few small stones. Just pay attention. Then patch a few words together. And don't try to make them elaborate. This isn't a contest. But the doorway into thanks and silence in which another voice may speak. So in this season of lingering in Lent, 
or lingering in the home of God. May our practices of prayer not necessarily be filled with words, but be approached as simple doorways into thanks and into a silence in which another voice, God's voice, may speak. Peace be with you. This has been our Lingering in Lent podcast series, conversations that build from and lead into the Sunday sermons, which are also available on the church's podcast stream. Blessings. Blessings.